welcome back to the Grace Through Recovery podcast. My name is Andrea. I'm a licensed professional counselor and a person in long-term recovery, and I'm so glad that you're here. So on the weekends, I go to an EDA and ACA combined meeting. So that is Eating Disorder Anonymous and Adult Children of Alcoholics. So really looking at how growing up in a dysfunctional home impacts us as adults. And in this case, by developing an eating disorder, but really I think all the isms we end up with from a dysfunctional upbringing are similar and connected. So I really enjoyed the daily meditation from today's meeting and wanted to share it with you all for today's episode. This is a daily meditation from the Adult Children of Alcoholics literature. I will read it and then we can spend some time talking about it. It's entitled Buried Memories. And the quote at the beginning, The healing begins when we risk moving out of isolation. Feelings and buried memories will return. And that's from the Big Red Book of Adult Children of Alcoholics literature, page 590. Did it really happen? Did it happen the way I remember? Or am I crazy? Or are they? Some of us have few memories of our childhood because of the trauma we experienced. As a result, we may question what we do or even why we feel the way we do when we can't attach specific memories to the feelings. But our body knows something happened because it stores our trauma from both physical and emotional abuse. As we move out of isolation and into recovery, one of the first things we learn to recognize and honor is our feelings. By continuing to talk to and trust the people in our groups, and often a therapist, we gradually gain clarity. The buried memories start to return. Even when they don't, we honor our instincts when we realize we feel unsafe around family members and others. We don't question ourselves. We honor our feeling knowing that it is real and that we're not crazy, and we take steps to keep ourselves safe. On this day, I will trust my instincts and feelings, even if I can't attach a reason for them that will satisfy others. And that's the end of the reading. If you are unfamiliar with ACA, it's a 12-step fellowship. The ACA program was founded on the belief that family dysfunction is a disease that infected us as children and affects us as adults. What I love about ACA is it also includes adults from homes where alcohol or drugs were not present. However, abuse, neglect, or unhealthy behavior was, and the impact on us as adults is the same. You know, I grew up in a home where drugs and alcohol were present, but I would say the main contributor to the dysfunction in the home was chronic and severe mental illness. And I sort of felt lost when I was first trying to find a home to heal my codependency, I was already familiar with 12-step programs, so I tried codependent anonymous meetings, which didn't really quite fit. I thought I couldn't go to Al-Anon because I didn't have an active alcoholic in my life. I thought I couldn't go to ACA because I wasn't sure if I grew up in addiction. And I'll tell you that after many, many, many CODA, Al-Anon, and ACA meetings, I fit in all of them. While the dysfunction we grew up in may look different for all of us, the traits it leaves us with are the same. If you related to this reading and don't know much about ACA, I will leave a link to their website in the show notes for this episode. On the website, they have compiled a laundry list of traits of adult children of alcoholics or dysfunctional homes that you can read to see how well you relate. 
I'm not going to go through all of them right now, but I will share a few of them. So we became approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. We are frightened by angry people and any personal criticism. We have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, and it's easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us not to look too closely at our own faults. And then one that really goes well with today's reading, we have stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods and have lost the ability to express our feelings because it hurts so much. Denial. I don't think you necessarily have had to grow up in a dysfunctional home to relate to those first three questions of the reading. Did it really happen? Did it happen the way I remember? Am I crazy or are they? I think those are normal questions that the disease of addiction creates in us, even later in life. Sometimes we're in so much denial that we don't want to believe our reality or our loved ones who are in the throes of their substance use disorder manipulate and gaslight us into not believing our reality. When I first started relationship recovery and coming out of that denial, it was so incredibly painful. I realized that for years I was creating the life I wanted in my mind, but it was definitely not the life I was living. And that was hard, and I was definitely asking myself those kinds of questions a lot back then. I wanted so badly to believe that I didn't recreate relationship patterns I grew up with in my marriage, but I did. And like it says in the reading, I had to first recognize and allow the feelings. And as painful as it was, it was also liberating and empowering. Because for the first time in my life, I was able to set boundaries for myself and keep the focus on me. And sometimes when we get into recovery, others in our lives follow us and we get to recover together. And sometimes they don't, and those relationships end, which is unfortunately what happened to me in my marriage. But now I'm able to see the gifts from that, and it really enabled me to be able to take a hard look at my relationship patterns and begin to unravel those so I never have to live that way again. I also relate to this reading in that I have huge chunks of my childhood that I cannot remember due to trauma. And like it says, through recovery, some of these memories resurface. I really believe that our memories resurface when we're ready to cope with them. And that doesn't mean it's easy or that it feels good, right? But rather that we have the resources available to cope and work through them. And like it says, you may experience discomfort around certain people or people with certain personality traits and not fully understand why. That happens to me. And I tell myself that It may not be mine to understand at this time, but I can continue to take care of myself in the best way I know how by setting boundaries. And I love the message here that you can trust your feelings no matter what they are and know that they're real. Addiction robs us of being able to trust our instincts and our feelings, and that's a huge gift of recovery is to be able to trust them again, to trust yourself your higher power, those around you enough to begin listening and acknowledging your own feelings. Then that very last line, on this day, I will trust my instincts and feelings, even if I can't attach a reason for them that will satisfy others. Even if I can't attach a reason for them that will satisfy others. It's not your job to satisfy others, even if they disagree with that. You can trust in your feelings and intuition, full stop, the end. 
So like I mentioned, I will link ACA in the show notes for this episode. And if you're not familiar, I encourage you to check it out. There's a lot of great free resources on the website. And for me, it really helped me to gain insight into some of my behaviors and to feel less alone. So that's all I have for today. If this was helpful to you, please rate and review and share with others so they know they're not alone. And as always, I hope you continue to remember how worthy you are of the gifts of recovery. 